Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, hustlers. We know that this 2024, the entrepreneurial journey is filled with challenges. An often overlooked aspect is the time-consuming task of processing payroll and managing government requirements. And did you know that the average admin spends a whopping 50 hours per month dealing with just government compliance? That's time you could be spending on growing your business, or let's be honest, taking a well-deserved break. But fear not, we got a game changer for you, introducing Sprout Solutions and their tailored solutions for MSMEs called the Payroll Starter. With Sprout Solutions Payroll Starter, you can finally reclaim your time and get your life back on track. Say goodbye to the stress of remembering tax dates or worrying about missed payroll runs. This bundle is designed to make your life easier and your business more efficient. And here's the best part. The cost starts just at 5,000 pesos per month for businesses with up to 10 employees. Yep, you heard that right. That's just 5,000 pesos per month. So why spend another minute routing in payroll paperwork when Sprout can revolutionize the way you manage your payroll and government requirements? Take the first step towards a more efficient business today. Visit sprout.ph slash payroll starter monthly 5k. If you missed that, don't worry. We have it in the description box of this episode. So click that too. And again, big shout out to Sprout Solutions because your time is too valuable to be spent on paperwork. Reclaim it with their payroll starter. Now let's begin this episode. The Hustle Share Podcast is brought to you by AWS, the world's most comprehensive and broadly adopted cloud platform. Use AWS now to lower your business costs, become more agile, and for faster innovation. Apply now to get $1,000 free credits at hustleshare.com slash AWS. Also by TagCash. Spend, play, earn, and build a mobile wallet super app for your startup. Go now to hustleshare.com slash TagCash to apply and get your startup's mobile wallet. And Caliber. It's the easiest, most convenient way to get hired. Caliber Tailor fits the perfect job for you based on your unique skills. Hire the best people for your company at www.caliber.com and use the promo code HUSTLESHARE. Caliber, where jobs find you. Um, we really started with, okay, even if we're not all these things, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. The way you talk, the way you present yourself, the way you, you show analytics has to be, you know, you're not lying who you are, but you give off the impression that, okay, these guys, at least, even if they're startups, they know what they're talking about. Welcome to Hustle Share, the podcast that features the daily grinds of unique hustlers around the world to show not our differences, but that our hustles are very much alike. Now, here's your host. Ronster Beit-Yong. Welcome to episode 65 of the Hustle Share Podcast. My name is Ronster, and I'm your host. And this episode is powered by AWS, the world's most comprehensive and broadly adopted cloud platform. 
We are a proud affiliate of the Podcast Network Asia, but before we begin, we'd like to remind you that this episode is not safe for work, so make sure there are no kids when you're listening to this. Because today we're going to be talking to a couple of very promising young startup founders who might just end up being the first ever Filipino tech unicorn. And their names are Josh Supan and Dave Marquez of Expanse. And today is one of those episodes that has a very, very interesting backstory because Josh and Dave did not work together prior to this. Apparently, they actually have very stark differences on how they started their hustles. Just like how Josh worked in SM before her and Dave working in another startup that he co-founded. And then the boys are going to talk about how they eventually worked together solve a very glaring hole that they saw about e-commerce here in the Philippines. But before that, they will also share the struggles they had to go through and the mentors they had to get help from to improve their business from the get-go. And stick around till the end because they're going to be sharing a lot of great hacks on how to improve the operations of your startups, like what tools they use, the growth hacks they do, and the metrics they measure in order to create a really full-blown e-commerce ecosystem solution. So if you're ready to learn the hustle behind Xpans, let's begin this episode right now! Welcome to the latest episode of the Hustle Share Podcast. We are with the new or halfway unicorns uh, <laughs> today. Um, you guys are all over the place uh, as we started this year. And um, I've known you for, I mean, at one of you guys for a while, but let's welcome to the show David Marquez and Josh Supan of Expense. Hey, we got audience. <laughs> hey, well, thanks, Mario. Yeah. Thank you. This is we're in a Mario Kart room and we remote co-working right in our studios in Podcast Network Asia. So guys, thanks for, for having the time to, to join us thanks today. Thanks for having us, man. Thanks for having um, us. As we're recording, it's literally 2020 now. Everything's clear, you know, uh, hindsight 2020. But um, guys, this is like all, what I always ask in, in any podcast that we start. Guys, what's your hustle? Uh, okay, our hustle is um, trying to... Um, shift the leverage between couriers for e-commerce. So mm. it's automating e-commerce orders, choosing mm. the best courier. Um, we are primarily in that field where we want to automate uh, shipping for for e-commerce vendors for all those things and and connect them to different couriers all okay. around the Philippines. Yeah. But you guys, again, from what I understand, because again, I'll do a shout out where a shout out is due. <laughs> I, I I was given the epiphany last year, and I was telling you this prior to re- pre- pressing the record button. Last year there was a twenty uh, like a, a startup PH meetup in Kubo. Shout out to Kubo, <laughs> out where to Kubo. I first met you guys. Uh, at least Josh. Um, there was a lot of the people that that started the the whole ecosystem. Earl Valencia and all these guys. Cat was there, and Paul Pajo was there. And they were asked this this million dollar question of who the next unicorn for the Philippines <laughs> is, you know, because technically we only have one so far. Yeah, but it's arguable because people, you know, don't like to call it and they get, like to throw at shit. Uh-huh. A unicorn is a unicorn, so I'll call a spade a spade. Yeah, for sure. But from a tech point of view, there's nothing yet, uh-huh. right? And then they were asked, 
who's the next startup unicorn? And he said, right out of nowhere, Paul Pajo says, Expanse. <laughs> and everybody was looking like, who the fuck is Expanse? <laughs> and I knew, I knew, was like, oh shit, whatever he knows, I got to find out. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right? So I've been, I've been lurking and looking at your shit because you guys are, you, I know you guys are making a lot of waves. And we tried to work together in Chatbot PH. And yeah. when I found out who the fuck you were working with, uh-huh. I almost pissed my pants. <laughs> Good thing I was able to, 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 to hold it in. <laughs> but this is amazing. But before we get started and get carried away, let's go ride the Hustle Share time machine and go back to where it all started. Guys, how did you start your hustle? At least, David, we'll come to you after. But sure. Josh, how did you start your hustle? What were the first things you did? Uh, that, because you're relatively young. How, how old are you guys? Um, I'm 27. Davis, 25? 26. Okay, yeah. 26. 26. So right, yeah. right, right around the same generation per se but how did you start out because e-commerce is not an easy game to to play in yeah for sure it's very very competitive Uh uh-huh and you gotta have deep pockets to play in this fucking game (laughs) right um how did you start where the first thing you did okay so me my background i started working for SM Supermalls. SM Supermalls. Yeah. Okay. The malls. So and what were you doing in SM Supermalls? I opened malls for them. So I had oh. good relationships with brands. I, I talked to them frequently. I'd sell them retail spaces at really expensive prices. So wow. I kind of, I understood that. For leasing. Yeah, fleecing. Yeah. Because yeah, we had another uh, uh, hustler in season two, just mm-hmm. a few weeks ago. His name was Miko Baranda. Mm, of okay. Accelerate. And he was also uh-huh. doing that. And now he's still in real estate doing that. And yeah. you, you were doing this. What, what were the things that you did? So you're selling very expensive retail spaces to brands. Yeah. Wow. So um, before, well, of course, here still now, the mm-hmm. modeling industry is really strong here in the Philippines. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, SM is really strong there. They have 100, they're, like 200 malls already. They're a titan. They're a titan, yeah. exactly. Yeah. What the thing is, um, you could see if you're inside. I, I worked for them for five years, and you could wow. see that when you're inside there that brands are really having a hard time expanding their business because because it's too expensive. Mm. It's really too expensive. And let's say you spend this much uh, on a retail space, mm-hmm. the only people gonna buy from there are the people who live in the area, and your only I the basically your only eyeballs are people who pass by that that that. You're say, bound by your location. Exactly, right? you're bound by that. So, mm. um, and if you think about it. You're trying to sell in the Philippines. You're trying to sell to people in seven thousand islands, yeah. right? So it's not sustainable to try to open in seven thousand locations so you can reach like people from Jensen or I don't know, Cotabato or Davao. Misamis or yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's too far, man. Right. It's too yeah. far. Mm-hmm. So um, it's kind of obvious that you know it had to shift from from traditional retail to to e-commerce. Get it? Not exactly killing it, but you know you had to have a, a, an option there. Mm-hmm. Um, and when we started the company around 2017, um, well, when we were when I would ask brands, okay, so why are you not doing e-commerce yet? Why are you not in that mm-hmm. space yet? They'd say, number one, it's too expensive. Yeah. Websites are website developer companies are too expensive to work with. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's not it's not sustainable. Um, and secondly, it's hard to ship stuff in the Philippines because how do I trust yeah. one courier to 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 bring an item from point A to let's say yeah from Manila to to anywhere in Visayas? It's really it. hard. Mm-hmm. So um, uh, so yeah, so we we had the problem too. We, it was obvious that that was a problem. That, okay. Okay, it's too expensive to launch your own e-commerce site, right. and how do you automate shipping? So okay. how do you find a way that, to make shipping easier for e-commerce? So mm-hmm. 
when we when I when I when I went through the process and really asked them how do you do e-commerce the, the ones yeah. who do have mm -hmm. um, what they would do is okay they have a site mm -hmm. and then they download the Excel file from let's say whatever you know wow. platform they're building on and mm -hmm. they call a courier manually and they just what? call yeah they call one courier <laughs> manually or they upload all those orders into a certain system so regardless of all the automation they did whether it's Magento Shopify or whatever platform they're yeah. doing. They, it, is, it still doesn't go The bottleneck the is that yeah. Excel file, which they have to do manually too. Exactly. Well, <laughs> and I guess that's okay if you have like right. three or five orders in a day. But yeah. if you have 30, 40, no, it's not sustainable anymore. True. Like you're gonna get you're gonna make you're gonna commit errors. And Correct. um let's say one of the brands we were talking to before, their RT return to sender rates before yeah. because of that process was really high, like around forty percent. Mm -hmm. Because um, transferring data from, mm. let's say, the Excel file into a waybill is mm. is hard when you yep. reach a certain number of orders. You get something wrong, like a three becomes a mm. seven, mm. an R becomes, you know, and then they yep. miss they miss some steps here, and mm -hmm. that's the thing. Um, um, so it was obvious to me that okay, there has to be a way that data transfers from okay uh, from from the website to the couriers. But how do we do that? So. Yeah. Um, the only tech guy I know is David. Cause oh, shit. David is actually my childhood friend. We were no neighbors way. when we were growing up. Yeah. Wow. Okay, now let's go to you, David, because I sure. know you, <laughs> and you won't believe this. This guy's just 26, 27? Six. 26. But I've known this guy since 2012. Okay. And he barely had pubes on. I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> you okay. know, I, I, I still remember... When I first met you, you were, I think you're very early in college. It's startup weekend 2012. Yeah, yeah. That's where, that's my crash course to, 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 to the startup ecosystem. I didn't know shit, right? <laughs> I actually pitched. I didn't get picked. Wait, and how we old are you, man? Are you, is he bad? I'm 31. Oh, you're not that old, man. I am old. I, I, look, <laughs> I'm, I look old. <laughs> what are you talking about? But thank you. All right. Uh, that's, that's a good way to start this year. But, <laughs> but David back then we're a, was a college kid. We were, in, we were teammates in this men, mentor dojo mentor with Glenn, dojo. Glenn with Santos. Glenn. Yes, exactly. right. And I don't know what happened because I bailed. I didn't join anymore. My bad, Glenn. <laughs> I was like, wow, this is not what I came here for. But yeah, that's where I first met you. And you were... Taking up, what were you taking up back then? Computer science in See? LaSalle, yeah. And you were already interested in startups. How did this fascination with startups start with you? Okay, so I started college, computer science. For, yep. for the first two years, I was just learning the ropes, programming. Yep. But then come second year, I started hearing about Uber, Airbnb. I think that's the time when startups in Silicon Valley were Got uh, booming. Mm -hmm. And so when I heard that, and I said, I want to do that, and that's what I want to Instead of graduating and working for a uh, regular co Got computer it. company, uh, I want to start my own startup. And so one of the mm. best ways to do that was Startup Weekend. So Startup yeah. Weekend was around. Unfortunately, you ended up in our team. <laughs> <laughs> a bunch of schmucks. But, no, but no, no, those guys that we were, 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 were teams with, like Ben Sarmiento is like the head of Lamudi or Carmudi. Not just that. Like that whole batch was really good. Everybody Dude. in that room. So. Exactly. You can tell early in the game. like, oh, you are these weirdos and whatnot. Mm. But exactly. look at us now. Who is that? Zipmatch started yep. there. Yeah. And so within the startup weekend, they raised around 1 million. Well, they were able to sell um, right. during that batch. So that was a pretty good batch. And I got to meet you and I got to meet other people there. I was a totally... It, total idiot. I was just loud. That <laughs> was really man. good. <laughs> Me too. No, you were not. A, you were not loud. You were just coding and whatnot. But what did you? 
learn over that experience that you, I guess what did you carry on because after startup weekend you worked for several uh, institutions like I didn't know you did idea space at one point there was actually my my idea at that time was I don't know what idea to start Mm. So to do that, I'll just learn the ropes. I'll learn okay. the ropes wherever I can. So it starts with Startup Weekend. I interned with Earl for mm. a brief moment. Oh, wow. In Idea Space in their office in PLDT. Um, I, I joined shortly, eventually. Oh, yes. So again, let's do a shout out <laughs> where a shout out is due to our one of our earliest episodes, James Fernando. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to do a shout out to you. I think he has some sepanks. Okay. From 2019. <laughs> <laughs> so shout out to James and yep. Adriel, my, my co-founders mm-hmm. and Shirtley. Okay. So that Shirtley was your very first startup per se. Yes. Exactly. Okay. So that was the time when I said, okay, this is it. This is time for me to do my own thing. And okay. James approached me one time because I did a talk in La Salle. And then he, two years later, he's like, you know what? I'm looking for a co-founder and mm-hmm. a technical co-founder. And so this the is same scenario with Josh. You're the only dude that they, you, you hang out with the right peeps. <laughs> That's weird, man. Right. But I, I also, I'm very curious because it's easy to say that I am, I, I code. But you were taught the right way in a way. And, and it would reflect also in your work in the type of mm-hmm. infrastructure you build. Because this is not a by accident. What were the key skills you accumulated through all, through all these experiences that you were able to put in, in shortly and all the way through Expanse? Because, like, you know, what, what language you code in and how sure. did you educate yourself to become a sufficient CTO? We, I mean, I did code before college. So that was okay. the thing. So I started coding inside college and it's just the basics mm-hmm. but when you graduate you, you don't know how to make a website that's modern yet so mm-hmm. I had to uh, learn the ropes and okay. I actually did freelance for a bit so I was working on PHP usually oh. WordPress so I think most of the, mm-hmm. the, the tech careers start mm-hmm. there and then after that when James pulled me in I was like okay um, it's time to move on to a bigger more um, stable language and I started learning Ruby on Rails Oh, you're one of them ROR peeps. Wow. <laughs> no, because again, yeah. shout out where shout out is due. Ruby, again, there's very, very few people that know how to properly code Ruby because this is a hard language to code in. But I, from what I heard, again, shout out to Jason Torres. Um, yeah. It's beautiful because it's not messy and it's easy to build on top of somebody else's exactly. work. Right? And the other thing that you get is you get the ship value and features and business value right away so that's why when you have an idea it's so raw you're meeting with james you're meeting with adriel and then two weeks three weeks later you have a prototype Mm. and that's the beauty of it and that's how we're able to grow that's how we're able to flourish got it okay now after shortly now let's let's connect the dots now to how you guys eventually hooked up together Mm -hmm. You eventually did you leave shortly eventually or what was the how was that because they're still running it and they still uh, you know, acknowledge you as a co-founder, but how did you move on? Because I still remember you going on commercials. There's one commercial about you. You're talking about with your dad on TV. It was? Uh, not a commercial. Was. No, there's a TV interview. Okay. Right? That you, you did and whatnot about a T... I think it was Pokemon that we were selling and or, <laughs> there was a certain shirt. Oh. What was no, this? So we, we were promoting uh, Aldob. Aldo. <laughs> <laughs> okay, for the record, I'm not a fan. No, you are a fan. 
Let's just say I had the tools at my disposal, <laughs> and I wanted to cash in. So. Oh man! So uh, I think yeah, Vente Quattro or us reached out to me, and it's like, hey, you guys are selling this shirt. So I Sorry, did something, yeah. Dave, Dave Aldam. <laughs> so how the hell did you get on TV for this? I, uh, I think my, my parents had contacts with Jaya. Your parents? Oh, okay. Yeah. And then so I was selling the shirts and then they linked it to her and then um, she she reposted it and then one of the people from the media reached out to her and it's like, oh, who's selling the shirt? We want to we wanna reach out to them. And then wow. so impromptu, we had a Did you thing. get sales from that? Thing? Yeah, I did. I got a lot yeah. Okay. Um, so, it, but it was quick. Shout um, out to Aldo. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank okay. you, Alden and me. All right. That, how did you guys eventually hooked up? Because you eventually, you know, moved on. How how did that happen? And was that an ugly breakup? And what the hell? How did how did that work? There was a, a major speed bump in Trinity. Okay. Yes. So at that time, they were looking to. Yeah, yeah. We had the layoff. Yeah, yeah. We had to. We had to. No, yeah. they did a pivot. James talked about it in his episode last year, right? Right, right. Because of you guys were doing onboarding so many and then you weren't able to sustain. Uh-huh. Right? And like we were talking about the, the platform, I built the platform in such a way that everything was good. Okay. I wasn't working on the current platform. I was already working on the next platform because mm-hmm. everything that we had was, was doing great. And at that point, when the pivot came, it's like um, we kind of need to revamp, re- revamp a bit mm-hmm. and... We might not be able to include you in the team anymore moving forward. Wow! But we, I'm still on board and, and all that. But mm. yeah. so I have shares. But again, you you have to part ways. How did yeah. this work then? So you hooked up with him. You're the only tech dude. How many how many other people know you as the only tech dude that they know? Probably a lot. <laughs> a lot. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you get it also on Christmas. Like, okay. Oh, my yeah. phone's not working. You know. <laughs> Oh, do you know how to fix the computer? Oh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> router ko Same with me. Oh, are you the apps, right? You, you're, the apps. <laughs> you're the apps, right? Yeah, I'm Jesus. like, fuck, I'm not the apps, bro. <laughs> now, how did you hook up and what was the idea? Did you have an idea when you talked to David already? Uh, can I have an Okay, so our idea was, my idea was, okay, how do I do this? Do we mm. build our own websites on our own platform? Mm. Do we, I, know, I had so much ideas, so I needed somebody to, put into fruition and all. Mm. Um, well, my background is really sales. So, um, sales the hustler. Plan, sales, everything. Yeah. Yep. So, I, um, I learned very early that leverage is very important. Like, how do you leverage stuff when you do sales? How do you win clients? How do you do all those things? So, basic stuff with sales. Um, and then, I knew that, okay, this is going to work. Uh, I just need somebody to build it. And yeah. I, like I said, the only tech guy in it was Dave. So, mm. um, I remember... Uh, I just said, hey, uh, well, no, no, what did I start? Twitter. Yeah, Twitter, yeah. So the reason, another thing I, I, I reached out to Dave is because, yeah, he's my friend before. Uh, we grew up together. We'd, we'd play every afternoon, man. We'd play, what do we play? What's that GameCube thing? No, uh, what do you have? Dreamcast. Dreamcast, yeah. We'd always oh, play Dreamcast Oh, shoot, together. that's awesome. Yeah, no fail. And then every time, when I had the PS2, he'd come over to my house and we'd play PS2. So nice. we, had a, we, had a, we had at least... Um, uh, shared interest to when okay. it comes. I, I, I mean, I can hang out with David basically. Okay. Um, and then, well, when we started growing, we, we grew apart because I had to move to Davao and oh, then yeah, okay. he was still in Manila. Okay. But I always kept tabs in him uh, okay. with him because. Thank you, internet. Uh, yeah, yep. internet's there. And whenever yep. he'd like something, I, I always noticed it. 
he'd follow a lot of Bloomberg stuff, like Bloomberg stuff and economic stuff. Yep. You know, stuff that you don't normally do on Twitter. Mm-hmm. But those are stuff I would do also. So I'm like, okay, I think this guy knows what he's doing when it comes to business and right. all those things. Maybe he can be a good partner. And mm-hmm. uh, I reached out to him and said, hey, Dave, you want to meet up? And then mm. I had no plan for yet that time. Got and it. I was like, Dave, maybe eventually I'll come up with something. Mm-hmm. Or mm-hmm. are you willing to come on board? And my mm-hmm. pitch was, just do you code and stuff. I'll sell it. It's basically mm. like the Ben and Jerry's approach where Correct. I don't know who, which is which, but yeah. somebody from there makes the ice cream and the other one. Right. Sells which is the ice perfect cream. setup because you're, you're, there's no overlap. Yeah. Right. If you had very similar skills, then you're going to be like, Doop, that, that's, that's me or not, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah for you sure. and, and you have the scenario where you have a lot of tech teams building stuff and it's mm. not really what people want and mm. you can't sell your product. So what's right. the point? So this is the good part between. Josh and I, and Josh has so many connections leaving right. um, SM, and he met the brands themselves, and yeah, yeah it's good. That face. network is already a, a, an unfair <laughs> advantage for you to start. <laughs> exactly. Right. Okay. Now let's take our first break, and when we come back, let's now talk about how you started Expanse and how did the idea come to fruition. But let's talk about that more. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey guys, I have a very, very exciting opportunity I want to share with you guys. If you're a B2B startup founder, listen up. Your ticket to growth is here. Introducing Impact24, the Philippines' largest B2B SaaS challenge. Calling all startups in their pre-launch, pre-seed, or seed stages. This is your chance to accelerate their growth. Submit your pitch to Impact24 and get ready for a 10-week intensive program to elevate your solution. What's in it for you? How about up to 500,000 pesos in MVP project support, exclusive credits from industry partners, personalized mentoring, and a shot to pitch at SASCON PH, the country's biggest SAS conference this April. But yo, you gotta hurry up because submissions close on January 26, 2024 already. Don't miss out on this opportunity to take your startup to new heights. Apply now at saschallenge.ph. That's sasschallenge.ph. And good luck, and I'll see you guys in Impact 24. And we're back from the break. We're still with Josh and Dave of Expanse. Now, before we took a break, um, uh, you guys discussed that there wasn't an Expanse idea yet, per se. How is that? Because you, for, for Dave, I'm pretty sure you already got to used to people knowing the type of... Or already had an MVP in mind. You had some wireframes. You had all these things. But now you're going back to scratch. How's that process like exactly. uh, with Josh? Okay, okay. 
We had clients. That's what I had. You already had clients. Yeah. Wow. We had people like willing to wait for it to be in full fruition. Wow, that's amazing. And, and like Josh was saying earlier, like he there was a couple of things that you wanted to do from old retail to new retail. So you said that they had it's too expensive for the websites. Right. Shipping was a problem. So those things were on on our minds, but we didn't have an actual solution yet. Yeah. Mm. So but you already that's the thing that's which is the anti startup way. The startup way traditionally was create a hypothesis, build an MVP, find a problem, and create a solution, and then try to sell. And then find people who want it. Exactly. Oh, Here, you already had... Different. We need exactly. the problem. We had people willing to buy into it. We just had to you know, make it happen. Which is great. It's the art of pre-selling. Mm-hmm. But that's the thing. I think this is going to be a, a little bit controversial for us. But I always told Dave and the other, our other co-founder, shout out to Maya. Hi, Maya. Um, shout out. We, I always thought that we're not a startup, man. Like, yes, we mm. are in a way, but we have to build this as a business first. We have to be profitable on our own rights. We have to, um, you know, we have to not really rely on, you know, uh, on, on on investments, on capital markets, and all those things. So we just have to do it ourselves. And if we have our own company and it can run by itself, then that's something we should be proud of already. Exactly. Yeah. So we started with that. We started with having a problem first. We knew the problem was there. Uh, right. Okay. And, and the connections already, the network is already sure. there. <laughs> Who's willing to cut the fucking check? Because yeah. July 2017, like when we met, and so we were just continuously talking, I think we pivoted around, the idea at least, okay. yeah. to around 30 to 40 times. Yes. No Jesus. way. What was yeah. the first ideas you had? So just one you of the share. things was, I came from Shirtley and I built the whole, it's an all-in-one platform for right. websites. And so I wanted to do the same thing. And I was like, never mind, we don't need to build websites. We can just build Shopify websites for our clients, reduce the development time, and then yeah. make, give them, uh, set them on market real fast. Yeah, we Got wanted it. our platform to have a vendor facing where they access our platform. But mm. apparently, nobody wants to use our platform if you're, if you're a courier because that's too much process mm-hmm. involved. So... So they, they didn't want to adjust their, their, their systems so that they can start using yours. Yeah. You had to, how did you make that? Because, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, expands end to end. Yes. Correct? From the moment people add to cart all the way to receiving the, receiving the yeah. whatever it is, right? With COD or whatever. Yeah, yeah. You do the whole gamut. And that's why it's beautiful. Because mm-hmm. some people only do the front end part, the back end part, and the Fulfillment is a fucking bitch, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You guys do the whole thing. And that's what's beautiful about this. And that's why it works. Because also what I have to give props to you guys on is the timing. <laughs> if you did this Fact six line. years ago, yeah, no, it's it would work. not work. Yeah, exactly. right? Mm-hmm. Because now some people paid for their, our sins. You know, so some startups <laughs> died ahead Thank of you. us. You know, <laughs> no, but that's died. true. That's yeah. why I keep saying this. Timing is everything in startup, startup plan. Probably remember this, Dave. Ankas, Grab, and all that. There was a startup that I always think, shout out to Mike Modi, Tripid. Yes. That correct. did. Yeah, yeah. They were doing same, ride sharing. Same batch. Correct. But they got all the hits from the government and all that. But eventually they just died out. Mm-hmm. Huh. If they did that now, they had a higher chance of success. Yeah. Right. But okay, from, from all the pivots, how did it end up to, do, to be the end to end that you guys are doing it now? We didn't get it on the first few months. So okay. we had a client, we had clients, we had couriers on board, big and small, different ranges. Okay. And so we we shipped a couple of things out and then we figured it out like, oh, four months later, it's not working for us. Mm. Some parts aren't working. We got to yeah. pivot again. Okay. So we're not, 
we're used to pivoting the idea quite a lot until we hit that sweet spot that our clients want and that we're happy with. Okay. Mm-hmm. I have a question though, because this is scary, especially if you're trying to figure out the 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 pro- or problem solution fit that that we call. Mm-hmm. In between these times, were you all full time or are you doing side hustles? Full time. How oh, did we, you survive? We had, we had side hustles here. Okay, okay, so we of course. Um, okay, so pure. Can I say? Okay. Yeah. Purely, it was you know, mainly. Uh, we had friends and family. We had like. Yeah, actually, just two, like okay. two titos who like wanted support. Just they nice. wanted to make money on their own, also, but not a lot either. It's right. not like a crazy amount. It's like mm-hmm. I don't know, like I can't say, but yeah, definitely yeah. less than six and uh, seven digits. Wow! In the, in the, but that's enough cushion for you guys to at least yeah, survive. Well, yeah, yeah, sure, but um, not in the scale that you want to. Absolutely, build, right? Yeah. So you have to make sacrifices still a lot. Yeah, exactly. Right. Um, and. I saved a bunch of money from from previous gigs and yeah. uh, and, and SM, so we used that. But okay. that's where I came to David, and I was like, "Yo, Dave, um, I'm all in, man. Like, mm-hmm. this is everything I have. This is you know, this is everything I earned. But I know this is gonna work. It's just a matter of you know, just getting out there. So right. I'm like, if I'm all in, are you all in in terms of effort? You know, mm. are, are you all in terms of that? And then he said, "Yeah." So I'm like, "Okay, right. cool. We can we can make this happen." So. Okay. From day one, man. Like aside from the the small amount we got from from our titos, it was really just a bootstrap thing for us. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, not really, because we were dying, man. No, I understand, but everybody had to go through that. Yeah, dying phase. for sure. Yeah. Correct, but sure. to to go to where you are now and actually not die, <laughs> that's what's awesome. Because a lot of people bootstrap, but a lot of people also would die before they even launch mm-hmm. because of a bevy of other things, you know. In fighting in co-founders, yeah, yeah, yeah. creating something that people don't want, taking too long to develop. Correct or analysis paralysis. Mm-hmm. There's so many uh, things that that are fatal to startups. But you've made it. So at least at this point, mad props. Okay, <laughs> Thanks, man. Um, what are the early challenges you had to go through? Because it's not all rainbows and butterflies, and not just pivots. There, there are some near fatal things that happened uh, that that you had to go through. What were those? So we raised money from our titos, and okay. so we we were figuring this out. It's, the product market fit was in there. We were trying to. How do you raise from a tito? Because all my titos don't have money. <laughs> no, actually, man. Like, I just <laughs> said. That. Josh. Yeah. Actually, we didn't really hard sell. We were yeah, like, okay, yeah. this is what we're gonna do, and then they're like, yo, can you just give money there? Mm-hmm. Okay. We were like reluctant. Okay. Like, I mean, you had to pull out the the business proposal. Right, 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 right. Okay, so Tito, this is the worst case. This is the best uh-huh. case. So mm. it works out. Checks nice. out. So Tito, if you want another pamatakin, I'm available. Shout out to those two Titos. Okay. Yeah, so after that, we we, we, we were pivoting. And mm. actually, at the start, uh, what, four months in, we... We, we, we found an office. Uh, we turned the condo into an office. Okay. And so we were working there. We hired a couple of developers and teammates to, yeah. to join us. And so we were pivoting. And uh, after four months, we actually ran out. Oh, shit. Yeah, we, yeah. we ran out of the money. Uh, that's reality beat bitch slapping yeah. you right so there. It's, it's not just Woo. rainbows and yeah, no, and then, it's not. Okay, so that happened. It was in, in development stage and stuff. And then... Okay. So what we did to sist- uh, so of course we had to fire everybody who oh you, know, you had to let them go and let them go because we didn't pay them we can't pay oh them my God. Um, and then it was just me it was just the three of us me Maya and David um and then I asked them yo are you in like 
Sige lang, let, we'll find a way. We'll still do water. Because so yeah. okay, what we do in Expands is we we build websites and we do shipping through an automated shipping platform. Yep. We had Maya doing the all the websites, so he's okay. one guy making all of those things. Okay. And then David is here, um, you know, creating our automated shipping platform, and I'm here going through every office begging for yep. a client to give us a chance. Mm-hmm. Right. So we did that for I don't know another three months. Nah. Okay. We didn't pay for ourselves. We yeah. went back ours. home and basically just like, okay, let's do this remotely. Yeah, remotely. Let's do remotely. Yeah. Let's see. And then, um, yeah, we started. Well, we finally launched it, right? We finally yeah. launched something that can that works. We finally launched with our first few couriers, and it was it was smooth. Our our yeah. our, our our data transfers were smooth with the other courier, okay. and. I could I I finally went to like some of our major for major retailers and then they were like okay game we're game. Um, but were the, was it yes right away or what were the early chances for, from a hustler? I, I it was with it you. was more on okay we'll give you one and then let's see what you can do with this one. Wow. Yeah. Okay. How did you earn the respect? Because if you f it up, you know it's a no for for a very long time. It's gonna be hard to come back. <laughs> Correct. Especially because a lot of these brands, especially if they're big game. They also at the back of their head, we can fucking do this on our own. Mm-hmm. Why do I need you? That's always the mentality of these yeah, people. Yeah. You need to create create something so impeccable that you know what it wouldn't make sense for us to do it. Mm-hmm. Right. So how are you able to earn that respect from them? Um Yeah, like Josh was saying, we had that trial run. Okay. They gave us one shot and we delivered. Eminem style. One <laughs> shot. Yeah, that's, that's all, that's <laughs> all it was. But we yeah. really focused on it and said mm-hmm. every day, okay, how's it doing? How's it doing? How's it doing? Yeah, to be frank, man, there's nothing to it. We just didn't fuck it up. That that's time. what it is. Yeah, but we did like screw up with a lot of micros before that guy. <laughs> Got it. No, yeah, no, again, so, that, that, I'm sorry, micros, if you're listening to this. Okay. <laughs> no, but it, it's, it's inev- inevitable, right? I mean, you, you eventually... You know, just make sure that it's not fatal enough. And that's what what, what startups always, what I always say to startups, actually. Mm-hmm. If you're going to fuck it up, don't, make sure it's not fatal enough that you're going to go, you're, you're like in GTA, you just go <laughs> wasted and then you respond. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're not game over. Yeah. I'd be wasted, at least I can live another day tomorrow yeah, yeah. and whatnot. Um, okay, now how did you turn the corner and how are you able to scale from there? Because I'll tell you now, and I'm reading, I was reading this less yesterday uh, when you you were in ANCX a, f- a few weeks ago, right? And yeah. um, you're at hundred or halfway through a through a unicorn status. Okay. How did you go from where you are at what we're talking about now to this? How are you yeah. able to scale? What were the things you you did right okay. that that eventually led to where 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 you got now? Uh, I think it's safe. Um. So okay. So. David has, of course, a background in the startup scene in the Philippines, for sure. Yep. One of the OGs. Myself, me, I don't have any experience there. So okay. one of the first guys that we asked to mentor us is, like you said, Paul Pajo. Oh, shout out to Paige. Shout out to Paul. Yeah, shout out to Paul. Paul, I miss you. Anyway, so Paul is there. I asked him to mentor me with everything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I asked him to mentor me. Can you... And the thing is, Paul is friends with our parents from church also because we grew no up in church. So Paul way. was the tech guy in church. I, I, yeah, mm. our parents would say. And then right. my dad told me one time, hey, just call this guy, Paul Pao. Mm. I think he knows somebody. Us, we didn't know that Paul was who Paul was. Dude. Paul is the shit, man. Paul is the startup <laughs> industry embodied <laughs> <Exactly>. in poblacion. <laughs> but I didn't know who he was, man. Like, seriously, right, right. I, I just thought he's like my, our dad's friend and yeah, you know, yeah, he can yeah. help us. And mm-hmm. when I was talking to him, you know, he just really 
butchered everything we were doing. And no, this yep. is what you do. No, this is what you do. This is who you talk to. And Paul was able to connect us to a bunch of people when we were, I know, when we were, when we were, you know, making money. Yeah. And one of the things that really hit me when I talked to one of Paul's, you know, um, um, the people that Paul let me talk to, to for mentorship, they told me that, okay, it's really rare that a startup in the Philippines is, okay, everybody's from, is finding a way to get from point A to point B. Yeah. We were at that point, we were at the point that we were finding a way to get from B to C because we were scaling. Yeah. We were profitable. We didn't really, uh, dude, trust me, there were a lot of people knocking on the door saying, hey, can we invest? Can we, can, can we, can we come in? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, Paul would always tell me it's a marriage between VCs and investors and all those things. So you really have to take your time. You don't chase the money and you don't have to because you are making money. You're, you're paying for salaries. You're paying for, for office space. You're, mm-hmm. you're, you're fine. Basically, you're fine. Mm-hmm. So um, you have time to really figure out who's the right partner moving forward. So you have leverage. You have leverage. Exactly. Yes. So, we waited it out, and then when we started getting offers, and you know, we got, we were even shocked that we got an offer to make us a unicorn. And nice. we're like, okay, what should we do with this? Like, should yeah. we, should we take it in? Mm-hmm. And right now, we're still in the stage now. Okay, if we bring this in, it's gonna be a whole new ballgame for us. Because hey, we came from, let's say, year one, we came from have starting the startup. Year two, we were trying to survive. Year three, we're profitable. Yeah, we can't go from profitable to unicorn right. right away. We have to find a way. Okay, if we're gonna do this, we have to do it right. right. We have to have grown-ups in the room. We have to have the right people in place, the right you know business practices in place, and that's where we are right now. Um, so it's cool and all. It's cool yeah. now that we're getting cloud. Uh, cloud? Is that the right? Yes. Yep, it's cloud. cloud. Yeah. Not the cloud. If you talk to the dev, he's going to say cloud. <laughs> right? He's going to shout out to AWS, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, it's cool yeah. and all that there's, you know, people, you know, recognize it and people are like, mm-hmm. okay, at least there's a starting who's in the green. Right. Um, but, you know, uh, it's a long way. It's a long way. It's definitely right. a long way. And, you know, there's so much more to do. And, yeah, that's how we, there was, it, it it basically run it, it fell into our laps yep. like all the stuff all the clients all the orders all these things mm-hmm. it just came to us and then we were like okay what do we do with this got it but like, it's not an accident and here's what I here's what, again the more you have the more movement you make the more you attract luckiness or being lucky you know the <laughs> luck always favors the hustle yeah yeah right you always want to be able if you're you're stagnant and you're just Overanalyzing shit, you won't get hit by that lucky star. That would, would, <laughs> sure. you have to be moving. You have to be moving all the time. I want to dissect on what you said that you had the processes and the the tools in the team. I want to know how you built the team from the three of you and who are the in the key people that you hired after that, because okay. it's also crucial. And the founding members is very crucial. If you fuck that up, you're gonna, you're gonna take a few steps back. How did you? Mm-hmm. And who were those hires that you did? So uh, I'll start first on the founding team. You, you said that it's very important. And yeah. actually, um, the three of us are doing so well, um, not just on the business model side of things. Okay. Josh sells, Maya does the websites, and I do the platform. But okay. even in our dynamics together, it really it really goes well because when one of us goes down, we cover for each other. Yep. At the same time, when we're teaching are our teammates. Some of them have the strengths to teach. Maya has great at teaching. Right. Josh is great at influencing and doing those great speeches that eh. <laughs> the Jordan that Belfort do. shit. Any exactly, any hustler exactly. that any sales guy doesn't. <laughs> and I am probably the bad cop who yeah. keeps people in line. Correct. And so the dynamic there is great. And so when it comes to the team and building the team, well you do your standard stuff where if there's a problem that's right. 
biting you and you need help, okay. then you start hiring for that, not preemptively as well. Okay. Who are those for you, though, uh, that you hired? Because, again, there's problems. How do you identify the right talent? And how did you get them to onboard? Because what I'm going here to is culture. Every phase of your life, it's just co-founders, right? All right, culture is great, processes are great. But as you add more, that whole culture changes because everybody that comes in brings a whole piece of themselves to, to the whole For pie. Sure. It's a whole halo-halo sure. now, right? Sure. So how did you make All sure right. that everything's in tune? So the first hire, okay, so to be honest, we don't have, quote-unquote, grown-ups in the room. Got it. In a way, the people who are grown-ups in our company are our mentors and the people who sit in our board, mm. which are, oh, shout-outs to, yeah, my mentor, personal mentor is really Francis Kong. If you know Francis oh Kong. Oh, my God, Francis Kong? Yeah. Uh, that is amazing. All right, yeah, so uh, can Francis you hook me up? I want him on the show, too. <laughs> <laughs> or if he wants a podcast, y'all know who to talk to. <laughs> yeah, for sure, right? Yeah, yeah. So, um, I remember how I got, I, um, one of my titos also introduced me to Francis and I told Francis about everything we're doing and he was like, okay, all right, I'm willing to come in as a mentor for character. There's Paul who, who really touches yeah. our processes and stuff. And there's other people here and there and other partners. Those are the grown-ups. Yeah. But those were more for me, David, and Maya. Okay. Um, our core team, to be honest with you, started, or all of them started as interns. So, yes. Um, Maya, for, uh, for front end, Maya had to code on Shopify because a lot of our stores yep. were built on Shopify. But it was really hard to find uh, somebody, two things, who are good in coding Shopify and second, who's affordable. Correct. Yeah. So it's similar to the chatbot game, right? When, we, when yeah, I yeah. started, like who's a chatbot developer exactly, here? Exactly, exactly, There's exactly. nobody, bro. Nobody, you have man. to yeah. fucking do it ourselves and train them from the ground up again. Exactly. The way to do it is through in, internally. Interns, yeah. teach them the skill. Yeah. If they're good enough, absorb them and exactly. add on, double down, double That's down, double doing, down. Man. We're, right. we're like three batches in in terms of interns. Like right. our first few guys were interns. Maya really taught them. So it's extra work for, if you can imagine, it's extra work for the founders because True. we have to go back and teach these guys. But mm -hmm. long play, it works out in terms Correct. of management because you know at least these guys are loyal already from the ground exactly. up. And these guys are fresh. Like mm -hmm. they don't have... Um, Pre, you know, they don't have existing processes in their head yep. because they work for a, a mm -hmm. certain company. And when I when I keep asking these guys about you know coding and stuff, right. it, it's not something you learn in school. It's not no. something you you figure it out along the way. And mm -hmm. you always use Google and you always use YouTube and stuff to right. teach you. Mm -hmm. And that, that's what we did. We we brought in interns. We we trained them for six months and we absorbed the ones we, that we like. And we kept doing that with mm -hmm. with um with with developers on the right. front end side. Um. On the sales side, we, I, I'm more comfortable training a fresh grad. So a lot of Correct. our projects people, our, our sales people are fresh grads because we wanted to teach them. Cause there's no way to sell tech. That's nope. the thing I, I learned about you know selling. Yes. It's easy to sell, let's say, insurance. Because they get it. Oil. Yeah. Those are practical things I can I can sell because right. I can sell banks and all this because mm -hmm. they, they understand it. But selling a tech company with I, I can I can remember the days I was in the offices and I was like, okay, I'm selling an automated shipping platform. Like, <laughs> what are you talking about, man? Like, Dude, I empathize so well because a few a few years ago in chatbot, what is a chat box? <laughs> I was like, Dude, I am not selling a chat. Chat box, bro. Like, what are you talking about? Right. That's chat that's, box. Actually, that's a, that was our problem. Because right. yeah. at, at the very start, we only wanted to have our automated shipping platform. Right. At, at that time, we called it Export, but right now we call it Noah. Yeah. Because, you know, Noah, Bible. Right, right, stuff. right. Yeah, right. So, mm -hmm. um, Noah. <laughs> 
Just so, don't get thrown out of the packing thing, huh? Because <laughs> that's why he, he got swallowed by a fucking whale, right? <laughs> no, man, that's Jonah. Oh, Jonah, sorry, Noah. Okay, okay. So it's, there's still a boat. Jesus, <laughs> my bad, my bad. Okay, sorry, sorry. All right, so. See, I'm not. We just wanted to sell Noah. We just wanted to have an automated shipping platform and we just wanted to have people connect to it. But when we realized, number one, they didn't have websites and big brand, when we were going around and big brands didn't have big websites, we were like, what are you doing? Why? I I was looking at this um, big brand and and they they had the catalog, they had what we do, etc. But when you wanted to shop, it linked out to Lazada. Yeah, so weird. Why are you doing right. that? Because if you link out to Lazada or even the socials linked out to Lazada, then that person can easily type shirt and then see your competitors right there. Right. So where's the upsell there and stuff? So, you know, and then so we were like, okay. And also the data capture. Exactly. How are For you sure. going to build yeah, yeah, yeah. A, a newsletter or a mailing list that's mm-hmm. solid where you can give exclusive content or, right. or promos, right? Yeah, so that's where we started. We wanted to have that, but we realized we just can't sell it outright. Right. I realized I can't sell, look at this, this is Noah, this is expert. It mm. doesn't work. So what we did was, let's sell something basic. Let's sell uh, websites first at cheap. Dude, it. we sell our websites at what? We started what? With 10000 a month. Just pay Dude, us 10000 But on a retainer. On a retainer, Oh, yeah. that's beautiful because here's what people also do, do wrong in sales. Yeah. They, they aim for the big check with no retainers. Mm-hmm. With yeah, no retainers, yeah. how are you going to be able to do your your exactly. your monthly re, your monthly yeah. expenses? So what did, are you going to cover with yeah, that? Yeah, we right? did a retainer scheme, but we made it so low. Say, of course, we we knew that other people were pitching this also, okay. but people were pitching half a million, a million. Exactly. There's this guy pitching 10k a month. What is this? Like a globe bill? Right. But it was our Trojan horse. Yeah. We just want to get it inside. Okay, you pay 10K, but you have to use no loss leader approach <laughs> at, the, at first. Because yeah. eventually the upsell will bring you, we will we'll cover all the losses at front. Yeah, yeah. Right. So that's where that's where we, we started with the whole, I don't know, the, how we sold the product. And like uh, going back to the uh, employees and stuff, okay. there's no way you teach that. There's no. no way you, there's no handbook on yes. how. And we hired a few guys who were, you know, uh, have experience in selling and stuff. And they're always going to ask us, oh, so how, where's the handbook? How do I do this? What's the process? And to be honest with you, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. There yeah. is no process. You, you can have do to it. come in and make it. it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. This is your goal. You find, you find a way yeah. to do it. Figure it out, <laughs> motherfucker. Yeah. But we realized like older people don't get it. So yeah. we were like, okay, let's just hire fresh guys. They're going to get it from, the scratch, yes. from scratch. And then they go. It's no, it's, it's the cult mentality. You have to at least bury that drill, drill in their head. Yeah, yeah. Like, Yo, this can work, this can work, yes, this can yes, work. Yes, yes, and yes. eventually they're just going to go tunnel vision like, yeah, yeah, this can work, this can work, this can work. <laughs> because if they, if they had doubts, yeah. it would reflect on their pitch. Yeah. It would reflect exactly. on their work and everything else. And those are the key positions. But the basic positions, I made it a point that everybody there has to be, because ab- I'm 27 and okay. I'm the oldest person in my company, but okay. everything that like accounting, um, uh, like I said, my mentors, they're all above 40 years old. So at least it balances out. Wow. We still have grown-ups in the room teaching us, okay, this is how you do things. This is the right way to do pra- uh, business practice as you know, how, how they did it before. So mm. I think it's just a balance. Absolutely. But that's the thing. Yeah. You can't have all yes men around you. Yeah, for sure. Right? Because if you have, then that's where ego steps in and gets bloated. And then Mm -hmm. that's where you, okay, you want to, 
You're, that's where you build the Tower of Babel. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I know my fucking Bible. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but let's, okay, let's take a quick, quick break, guys. And when we come back, let's now push it forward and pay it forward to those people All right. uh, so that they can actually apply it in their startups and their own hustle. Let's talk about that more after the Hey, Hustlers, it's time to talk business once again. And we're excited to share a bit more info about our sponsors, Sprout Solutions. And again, just like what I said at the start of the episode, you should check out Sprout's Payroll Starter as you grow your own startup. Because this bundle that they have is literally what you need to take your startup to the next level as you grow your employees. And this bundle is your key to freedom, including payroll outsourcing to experts, a subscription to timekeeping and attendance software, and government compliance services. Sprout's Payroll Starter has you covered for payroll, BIR, SSS, and taxes. All the stuff that no founder loves to do. So let Sprout handle the busy work and say goodbye to lines and tax payment stress. All this for as low as 5,000 pesos. Again, that's just 5,000 pesos all in for your payroll and HR needs. So visit sprout.eh payroll-starter-monthly-5k or again, just click the link in the description box of this episode to elevate your business management game. And again, big thank you to Sprout Solutions liberating your time for what truly matters. Hey Hustlers, wish there was an easy way to open a bank account and grow your money without the hassle of lengthy application process and income documents? Well, I got good news because today's sponsor, Uno Digital Bank, is here to help you achieve your financial goals. You can easily open an account with the Uno app in just five minutes and one valid ID. And as one of the six digital banks licensed by the Banco Central ng Pilipinas, the company is committed to providing customers with simpler, better, and more accessible banking. Last year, Uno Bank was recognized by the Asia Banking and Finance Awards and bagged the title Open Banking Initiative of the Year due to the success of its partnership with Gcash, one of the Philippines' leading mobile wallet platforms. And with the Uno mobile app, you can access an hashtag UnoReady savings account and enjoy daily interest crediting. With their hashtag UnoEarn or hashtag UnoBoostTime deposit accounts, you can enjoy a high interest rate of up to 6.5% per annum. Enjoy monthly payouts with hashtag UnoEarn in flexible tenors with hashtag UnoBoost. Other app features include pay bills, the Uno Virtual Debit MasterCard, life insurance, scan and pay with QRPH, and phones. And the one thing that I really love about Uno Digital Bank is they're open to collaborate with a lot of Filipino startups. I've had a chance to see the partnerships that they've had lined up with the startups that they have, and it's truly exciting to see how a digital bank like Uno can enable startups to unlock the power of fintech through digital banking. So if you're ready to elevate your banking experience, download the Uno mobile app today from the Google Play Store or App Store. Or if you want to collaborate with them, I'll be happy to give you an intro. Just shoot us an email at hello at huffleshare.com. Hey, Hustlers, I hope you're having a great 2024 so far. As you know, a lot of startups had a very challenging 2023, and hopefully things are going to do better this year for a lot of us. Not just because it's the year of the dragon, but also because our sponsor, Dragon Pay, is here to help your startups process payments in the most efficient way. Established in 2010, Dragon Pay empowers businesses of all sizes to accept and disperse payments through secure and convenient channels, giving your customers the flexibility to choose the payment method that suits them best. 
With over 85 partner channels, 35,000 partner branches nationwide, including QRPH, e-wallets, crypto, buy now, pay later, and many more. They also process an astonishing 15 million transactions processed globally each month. Dragon Pay is your trusted choice for online payments. And here's something to show you how legit Dragon Pay is. Dragon Pay was named Fintech of the Year at last year's Philippine Fintech Festival in 2020. So let's make 2024 extra prosperous for you and your startup in this year of the Dragon. For more details, head on over to dragonpay.ph. That's dragonpay.ph. Trust the pioneer, trust Dragon Pay. Great. And we're back for the final part with the Expanse Boys, with Josh <laughs> and Dave uh, from Expanse. And again, uh, before we, get, we continue, I'd like to remind you that if we do say some jargon in this podcast, make sure that you, you go check it out on hustleshare.com uh, for the show notes. And don't forget to love us back. Follow us on whatever fucking podcast app you're listening it on to. Five stars, five stars. There, oh, there, five stars if you want to. <laughs> and again, if you want to uh, learn more about who we're going to guest, uh, go check it out on the Hustle Share community on Facebook. And don't forget to message us on our Hustle Share chatbot at m.me slash chatbot. Oh, no, not chatbot BH. Um, oh, no. <laughs> m.me slash Hustle Share powered by chatbot BH. Well, it's still, it's all right. It's all mine too. Okay, you know, okay. um, uh, but it's all good. Oh, okay, so before the break, you, you talked about. Uh, all, all, all how you got to this point. I want to go deeper a little bit more and paying it forward to those people just so that they can apply it. Let's talk about first thing, tools. What are the tools you guys use in order to maintain? Because we, we, we always talk about like, ah, the hustle, blah, blah, blah. But there are automations and, and great tools that we use in order to make that work, especially in tech. Yes, That's our cheat code that most people don't know. Oh, people have to go through reports. Fuck that report. It's all automated for me. What are those for you guys? When we started, we were deciding about what our culture was going to be on communication. Okay. Um, so when I was going back there shortly, okay. uh, what we did was we, that's the time when Slack, uh, Slack became popular. Slack is amazing. Yeah. And so we implemented this thing where I would be sitting right next to Josh physically. Okay. But if we wanted to was talk to Was that uncomfortable each other, or no? Okay. All right. <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> <laughs> but nice. he's right next to me. But because I was working on something and if he needed something from me, he'd message me on Slack mm. instead of the casual tap around. And Especially with devs. I, I see that a lot when you're zeroed in. They mm-hmm. like to be in a dark place. Don't fuck with me kind of, the, kind of vibe. If you want to message me, shoot me something on Slack. Yes. And so we've based our whole company on that. And it also helps on the remote culture where yes. we can work anywhere we want especially when we're mm-hmm. in working from cafes and stuff Got it. and another thing that we do is well, one more one of our favorite tools is that every time an order comes in okay. we have a bot that just tells us hey so and so brand but so if you want bots you know who to call <laughs> it's <laughs> me too <laughs> so we're all M. about bots. me slash chatbot ph <laughs> <laughs> no for real bots bots change my life exactly. especially like uh, in, in chatbot ph and podcast network asia mm-hmm. I have this bot called Geekbot that I use. Okay. Um, it automates my daily reports. The bot asks similar five questions. What did you do last yesterday? What, did, what are you going to do? Uh, uh, who, is, um, who do you need help with? Mm-hmm. What's your goals today and all that stuff? And it posts it in a public channel where everybody can see what everybody's working on. And they can call their bluff. If someone's dicking around, right? No, but, and then there's one important question I always ask. Are you stressed, pressured, or chill? Mm-hmm. 
So there's a difference, right? Um, chill, obviously, is, is, is very straightforward. The difference between pressured and, and stressed is this. We, 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 I always impart this in my teams that the difference between being pressured and chill, I mean, pressured stressed. and stressed, is ambiguity. And the number one source of stress is ambiguity. If something's malabo mm-hmm. and you don't know how to fucking do it, then you're going to be pressured and fucking stressed because how the fuck am I going to do this? Right? But if you're pressured and you're just pressured, there's time pressure or whatever, but you actually know that's better. If someone's stressing my team, I zero in. Like, ah, shit. Okay, what the help? What help do you need? Why are you stressed? So from a founder's point of view, like, ah, okay, let's help this guy that's cool. and everybody else. That's cool. Yeah. So, yeah. Cool. All right. Now, um, what are the growth hacks you did? Because again, this is not by accident. How did you scale from this, especially in sales? How did you get all the big guns to get? Because, you know, especially with leads, it's very important that it's warm. Because if, it, if it's cold, the higher, I mean, it, you can close it if you're a master salesman, which you are. Um, but he how were you able to impart that piggyback yeah, uh, from, 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 especially for network effect and referrals? Uh, it sounds cliche, man, but it's really a mindset thing for, know, for the guys. Um, I started with this mindset, okay, we know exactly who Expansis is right now. Yeah. Especially in that moment where we were trying to survive, trying to make money. We're not big shots. We're not that. But I don't want you to think that way. Okay. So I'll tell the people who do sales, even the part-time salespeople and the outsourced salespeople that um, think of what Expanse is going to be. And then you're working for that company and how do you sell that to other people? Mm-hmm. It really starts with that. Because if you're, if you're coming in the room and you already feel defeated that, okay, this is not going to happen. This is, they're too big for us. Um, then it's never going to happen because mm-hmm. you know you don't think it's going to happen. Um, we really started with, okay, even if we're not all these things, mm-hmm. doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. The way you talk, the way you present yourself, the way you, you show analytics, you show, you, show, you, show, you show data has to be, you know, you're not lying yeah. of who you are, but you give off the impression that, okay, these guys, at least, even if they're startups, they know what they're talking about. Credibility. And, and yeah. this is where I started. I don't, I didn't know anything about man I, mm. I barely knew anything you know that, that thing that he's saying that we chat each other that's his preference I'm in the culture where we call everybody yes. man yes yeah. and then I'm like okay I, I have to both. adjust Dude. I, I have to adjust to these guys because these guys can't you know they, they're not it's not in their nature to do that but it's in my nature to do that Dude, I would think, all, all salesmen pick up the phone yeah. make for its own or main feature <laughs> to make fucking phone calls exactly exactly right. that's, that's the job but so uh, we had to, we, it really had to go, uh, I had to understand, okay, how yeah. are my, how, how do, how do they interact? How do, mm-hmm. you know, what do they need? What, how do they want me to be as a boss and yeah. all those things? And um, I had to study how to sell, okay, I had to study how websites work. Cause I'm like, okay, website <laughs> is magic. I, I always come into the room and you know, we can just do that. Like we can just like, build this nah, and put this there and UX, there. And then bro. Maya would really get mad at me. No, that's not how, because you know, it, building something, nope. you have to have a blueprint. It's like yep. building a house. You can't just mm-hmm. go back and then change the things. My, and those were the things I had to learn. Wireframes, bro. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah. Yep. yeah, those were things I had to learn. So I A-B had to testing. put myself in a position. Yes. Yeah. Because I didn't want to go and do like a sales call and uh, and meet a client, but I don't know anything about tech. Correct. I had to like, take the... While he was developing 
uh, Noah and while Maya was making the websites, I was actively trying to teach myself how to sell tech and how to seem like a tech guy, even if I'm really not. And especially on the other side, on the client side, there are going to be a lot of instances where it's not just the marketing people that's going to be there, but they're, they're tech people as well. And if you don't know what you're talking about, yeah. they're going to be like, they're going to eat you up, man. Yeah, he doesn't know anything. You know, right, right. Yeah, yeah. correct. So, so it, it started from there, like, you know, gaining knowledge of the field you're in, right. um, having a mindset that, you know, this is not who we are. Um, yeah. How do you, you know, think bigger and how do you sell bigger? Mm-hmm. Um, and those are things that are really hard to do. Yeah. Those are not, those are things that you, you may hear it from a podcast or whatever, but putting it to practice will take a long ass yeah. time, bro. Nah. And yeah, so mm-hmm. that's one of the things. Like, how do you scale? Just think that you're already in there. And then Correct. how do you go to that point? Yep. Love attraction. <laughs> right there. Now, as cliche as it may sound, but yeah. it's true. You know, it's fake it till you make it kind of thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? But okay. Now, in terms of, you, you mentioned, right, you know, you have to know the tech. But be, 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 aside from the tech, you also have to know the data. Mm-hmm. What are the metrics you care most about? Because that will also define your business as you operate. Correct. Well, you know, what are the things uh, you yeah. measure the most and what are the things that you you act on the uh, okay. on depend, depending on the data and analytics that you have for e-commerce what we really hone on in terms of analytics when we try to sell or we try to tell them what we do um it's really rts rts is return to sender so mm. basically can, can you explain what RTS yeah sure so okay. e-commerce orders you let's say it's cod and you ship it out an RTS means that person doesn't pay for it for whatever reason that is. They don't okay. pay for it and it goes back to you. Yep. What happens there is you pay double the shipping fee. Shit, you pay double wow. the VAT. All those things. You pay double, but you don't get a sale. So it's it, a double whammy. Actually, a triple whammy because it's an mm-hmm. old SKU now and yeah. God knows where it's going to end up. Exactly. Right? Yeah, yeah. LBC somewhere. Yeah, so right? you get claims and stuff like that. So yeah. RTS is really like a pain when it comes to e-commerce. And it was acceptable at a time that RTS is around 15 to 20%. Before? So, yeah, they okay. really budget that in, that, okay, at least 15 to 20% is RTS of the orders we send out. Okay. Through Noah, through us, through through what we did, our RTS rate right, right now is around 1.9%. No fucking way. Yeah. That is amazing. <laughs> Woo! Thank you, Thank you Mario. No, but for real, this is... This is not an accident. One percent. I'm willing to take that loss any day. Because right? there was a discussion before if you, for those who didn't do cash and deliver before. Oh, we're only doing credit cards and bank deposits. Right. So you wouldn't get as much uh, sales from mm-hmm. that. But once you open cash and delivery, you have a Pandora's box exactly. where you will lose money. But because of knowing what we did, reduced. Reduced. How, what, what's the magic behind it? I mean, if COD is always king, especially in the Philippines. But how do you make sure it would not go RTS? So here's the here's where the beauty of our product is. You know, we leverage it with other couriers. So we're telling mm. couriers that the number of orders we give you depends on your performance. And yeah, when you tell yeah. them that and they know who you handle and how many orders you have, yeah. they're gonna, you know, take it seriously. The orders they give you, they'll take it seriously. And if you have that looming, okay, that, okay, um, they're going to give you better rates. They're better going to give you better services because they have this mindset that, okay, these guys will give the, our orders, depends on our RTS. It depends on, you know, the orders that we get depends on that. Uh, so it becomes, you know, it, it's a leverage tactic. Really. Okay. That I is amazing. None of the careers are listening. <laughs> no, <laughs> but, but it's, it's, Thank it's, you for all your support. Yeah. Even going back to the pivot side of things in the early yeah. days. Um, 
we had two types of customers. We had retailers as a customer, and we thought that couriers could be a customer. So retailers yeah. would pay a certain amount for websites, and right. we thought couriers would pay. But we realized that they don't want to pay. They don't want to use their things. But because we give them so much volume, they give us discounted rates. They give us mm. better services. And so that's how we manage these things, especially if you have two types of customers. So marketplace, anything that, that, that requires both. Actually, what I like about what you guys did is you you um, you did supply first. In a way, you supply because you already had... La- and always in marketplaces, in marketplaces, there's two sides. It's important to generate supply because once the demand comes in and there's no supply, you can't get them back again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's gonna be hard. So, man, props again to you guys. All right, next question. Um, let's let's go into the deeper shit that we already have here. <laughs> Are we gonna what's, go what's, cry? No, no, no. Are we gonna be so in much. Don't, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, in terms of e-commerce, what do you see next? I mean, it's it might sound cliche again, but. We're we're right in the pen. E-commerce has never been this big ever. It's crazy everywhere how how records are broken year mm-hmm. on year on year. Mm-hmm. The, the What's next to, to what we're doing is we're just riding the wave. Yes, that's so, a very millennial thing to say. Riding <laughs> the wave, keep it wavy. <laughs> keep it, keep it. Right, um, but what what's next though? Because you you have now an epiphany to to what it is, and again you have access to people. That are more woke, that are more experienced. To you. But what do you see next? That's happening at least in the next decade. That's the perfect time to say it, right? Um, well, okay. So it's not gonna be like how it how how it happened in the states. Definitely, yeah. you know how retail apocalypse. Yeah. If you don't see Why? Me, it, I'm because it's in our culture. It's in the Filipino culture to still go to malls. Malls will not die out. People still like to see. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But people are. Our generation, like the younger generation, our generation. Yep. Oh, thank you for including me. (laughs) We're being more, you know, yeah, okay, we go to malls, but for certain stuff, we just go for for watching movies or eating or haircut. A haircut, yeah. Yeah. But buying, it's so, it's different now that it's a mixture of both. So we really, we can see what we see so far with everything we have and everything we've been doing is it won't. Exactly, e-commerce here in the Philippines won't kill brick and mortar retail. Yeah, there's gonna be a marriage between the both. There's gonna be mm. a omni-channel. It's gonna yeah. be a perfect omni-channel here in the Philippines because um, retailers can now leverage on, let's say, their locations in Cebu because they can just get an, a merchandise from Cebu and ship it to wherever if the order is there online. Correct. So it becomes like a synergy between between the the two the, the, the two factions. But there's yeah. a lot of work before it can get there because mm. you need. You know, inventory management, the yep. management, warehouse management. You need all of those things, and right. um, at least we solved already the website and the fulfillment. You know, no, but those platform. are the biggest problems too. It's mm-hmm. right. If you can see the like, if you see the whole picture, there's the websites, and then there's inventory management in between, order management, customer data management. And, yeah. all, and warehouse, and then there's fulfillment. Right. So expands covers the first and the last. Yes. All these things not yet in the middle. And we right. don't know yet if we will eventually get there. But right. these are things that are already there are people playing know, that game, already. playing this game already. Yeah. Right. But somebody who went from point A to you know point Z, Z whatever is very rare because you know we only we only do two things, and we always say that we're an e-commerce enabler, right. but we only do two things. <laughs> we right. don't even we ba- we barely do SEO. We do mm-hmm. we have some plans for SEO, but we barely do that also. So yeah, um, we're really prime basically. Uh, yeah, it's really 
strong. E-commerce yep. in the Philippines is really strong. It's gonna get stronger. Um, it's gonna get stronger, but it's not gonna get to a point that it kills everything else. But everything is going mobile now. Is mm-hmm. that a yes. route you're going? Ninety percent of our transactions online are through mobile. Wow, but still going through a website. Of course. So yes. you don't need to. So so there's always a dilemma also of people. Yeah, because everybody's mobile. I need to fucking create an app. No, the app takes too long. Yeah, app takes too long, and nobody downloads apps. Exactly. But everybody has a Facebook, get chat Instagram as well. Exactly. Nobody there wants. you go. Yeah. Shopify has a chatbot, right? Yeah, man, you know. And yeah, and the beauty about chatbots too with Shopify is that if someone adds to cart and they did not. Uh, Finish. Finish. Uh, check, check out. out. Check out yeah. uh, that, that bot automatically sends a yeah, notification yeah. like, yo, you still want the shoe <laughs> and whatnot, right? So that's good. All right. Um, I, I'm, I'm curious about one thing. Um, you said you had a plethora of great advisors in the board. As far as you can remember, what's the best advice you got from, from your mentors that are really, really remarkable? But what's the best one that, that, that stuck with you for a long time? Uh, one of my uh, mentors right now on the tech side of things is Dave Kitoriano. Oh, what up, Dave? Dave on Dave Grant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so we were having this issue one time. Uh, we were, our addresses. Addresses are a difficult thing. And so people will just type in um, EDSA. And that's the only address. Where the fucking heads? <laughs> exactly. And so these things are really difficult. And so we wanted to automate this. We wanted to uh, make sure that we can solve it 100%. Yeah. And so I, th- I talked to Dave and Dave was just like, you know what? We've been doing this. Pro- we've had this problem for like 15 years now. Yeah. You'll never solve it. Just do what you can right now and then focus on the next problem. And so some, there are some times that you have big fires. Sometimes these small fires will look like big fires, but you got to manage these things and say not every problem is 100% solvable. So you do what you can, find an in-between and work on the next thing. Because I got stuck. On, on these things. And you get obsessed as devs. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like finding a bug. Yeah. You know, when you find that bug, you I you will you won't be able to sleep, right? And 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 that's what how devs work, right? And uh, I understand the hustle because I work with devs so much, so right. much and I have nothing but respect, right? So how are you able to then move past that? Because it's it's very anti-dev to not do that. So there right? was the 100% solution was we'd code everything. So when yeah. the thing comes in, it says, oh, it, it, it's wrong and we, we autocorrect it. But there was an in-between where it's like, you know what? We can just have someone look at all of these orders, especially the problematic orders, uh-huh. and he'll just work on it every day. Uh-huh. And so because we can't automate it, let's find someone who can do it. And that's part of the workflow in the day. For you, Josh, uh, what was that best advice for you? Um, it came from Francis, actually. Um, he told me that, okay. Uh, yeah, he's in a walking advisory book. He's a book in itself. <laughs> yeah, man. It's Books, actually. It's awesome. Shout out yeah. again to you, Francis. Yeah. Um, he really hammered in the fact that I have to, you have to understand your core first. So for us, our core is our youth. Um, when we get into the room with, with clients, um, we don't play the, oh, this is who I am. This is. Yeah why you should come. This is who we have in our client list and stuff. No, we are honest with them. We tell them that this is who we, um, this is what we can do for you. Uh, we're not experts. Because they yeah. always ask for something. Eh? You know what I mean? Yeah. When you say that you do websites, they're going to ask for a booking app. They're going to ask for so many yep, other things yep. to go, come on board. And you, when you say that, no, 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 we're, we're young and we're, we're small, but this is what we can build. This is all we can build. And you focus on that. Um, yeah, so 
it's really identifying what your core is as a person and also as a company. For example, like I said, it's our youth, so we really play with that. So um, a lot of companies would call us the boys from Expands because we're boys, basically. But, yep. you know, of course, there's a level of, you know, smartness. It's not even a word, but the level of intelligence we all have and stuff. But right. we, we, we come in fresh. So when we come in with youth, we come in, okay, this is what you should be doing because we are your markets. So... We we leverage on the fact that okay we know who we are and we don't you know we don't we don't um, well we fake it till we make it to a certain degree right yeah but you know your core principles stick like for us me and David we're this is gonna sound cheesy as fuck you but <laughs> we were really Christian and and yes. it, it it really got harder uh, you know when it was hard it was easy because you know uh, you know what honestly man me David we barely fight like okay. how many times like. Zero, I think. Yeah. Of course, we, we would raise our voices with one another right. and have arguments, but we never went to a point now you suntukan kami or whatever. Yeah, yeah, no, because yeah. we know that parang okay. At least we know that everybody's trying their best and trying. Correct. You know, have our, the our same. Good guys still. You have the same goals per se. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So yeah. So it, it, it really like it really started there and ended there with us. Like we have to understand who we are right now, and that's gonna change. Your core will change when you're 35 and 40. Yep. We don't know what expansion will be at that time, but yeah, we always have to, you know, have a self-reflection basically that, okay, this Absolutely. is who we are and we have to hone in what, on whatever it is. Awesome. All right, now, last question. And I haven't asked this question for a while <laughs> because, um, again, uh, it's, it might sound cliche too, but how do you guys de-stress? Because startup <laughs> life can be, you know, brutal. Mm-hmm. That's a, to say the least. It is brutal. You know, and not a lot of people survive this shit. You know, uh, both mentally and physically and emotionally. Yep. How are you able to de-stress, and especially now, though you're just twenty six, twenty seven, but you've been in the grind for for quite a while now. How do you? How does that work for you? I think the thing about startups is one that from day one to wherever you're starting to year one, year two, is you don't stop, mm. and so you have to find. I I think I, I got this from Shirtley, but. There was a point where I was grinding on it really hard, and afterwards I felt it. I felt the yeah, it downside. comes back at you. It, it, right. it was bad. Yeah. yeah, and so when I when I started expand, it's like okay, we're gonna have a healthy way of doing things. Yes, that in the morning we're gonna take some time to reflect. I'm taking take some time to rest, and in yep. the afternoon I just hit it. And at, when I come back at twelve or, or one, that's it. Uh, I'll stop because not everything is pressing and not everything is burning at the same time so take some time for yourself right because you won't be able to sustain it correct yeah sprints um, yes. Yes. yes just like in devs scrum you sprint it out right yeah. not water pot. but okay. more yeah. more importantly you think it's a marathon you, yes you know that this is going to be a long race and so for, from now you just got to pace but yourself. you you sprint in between there's sprints oh, yeah. that you have to like holy shit let's go there it is and they're going to be uphill climbs so you have to like Pace it out, then. but there are also days where it's kind of chill. Yeah, and you gotta savor. But it's downhill, moments. you savor know. You, you let the momentum carry you on. Okay, for you, Josh, how how do you de-stress and uh, uh, stay sane? Okay, so I just want to say that I worked in the corporate industry for five years, yep. and that the one year in startups is even more stressful than the five years. Absolutely, <laughs> I was not ready. I thought it would yep. be easy because you know I'm the boss and I have my own time. Nah. It's not, man. Because you feel everything. You know what I mean? Like every every client you lose, every client who's mad, every order you lose, you feel it. And even an intern can have a fucking impact on you. Oh, yeah. If it, yeah. 
Yeah, you man. Know? And it, it, it's it's tough because, you know, when you feel everything, you get like, you know, it, it, it's a burden right. that you have to carry. It's personal. Uh, I don't have anything profound of how I, you know, how I de-stress, but I, I just play a lot of Fortnite. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Never me, that's 2K. <laughs> Yo. And we have right. great support system. So yes. like, shout out to my girlfriend. And there you go. <laughs> that time we, we we make sure that we have date nights and yes. time away from from thinking about work. And so when I'm out there, I'm not thinking about work. So one, when I come back, I'm good. One thing that also worked for me is people. Sometimes I I don't even even probably need advice, but some people just need to hear it. That people people mm. that can actually understand. And it's also important, I guess, to have good co uh, founder friends as well, mm. because they know. Like oh shit, that's what I went through, bro, and whatnot, and so it, it's it's beautiful. It's it's funny because Josh and I can actually turn on that switch and be founder friends. Nice, despite it being oh, that's a work mode, and then there's right. a, there's like a mm. you know what are you watching now? Like what TV right. series are you on right now? So right. we have that going on for us, and so yeah, Witcher. Like you're a gamer, so you're on the Witcher out. right now. Oh, I, I finished it. Like I spent. <laughs> 250 hours before on the Witcher. Wow. And how do you, what do you think about the Netflix Witcher? Okay, mm. It's not bad. Mm. Okay. <laughs> I haven't finished nah. it. All right. Okay, now guys, before we end, what's next for, for Expanse and what are you guys uh, going to do in this new, brand new year? And hopefully by the end of the year, already in Unicorn status. But what's next for you guys and uh, what should we do uh, to, to check that out? Uh, for us, it's really, uh, it's really focusing on more micros, definitely yep. for us. Because we've seen that in terms of growth and in terms of potential, micros are a different beast, man. Like yep. the at times, man, they really make more even compared to to macro clients. Because there's a mindset for customers that okay, I can only get this product online. Mm. There's no store I can go to and I can buy. So it's focusing more on helping micros. How do we, you know, get the Instagram stores? Uh, on board, how do we get more Instagram stores? How do we get more support from them? How do we encourage uh, younger people, like even in college, to you know want to be entrepreneurs, but you know start your line, build something online, and right. how do we encourage people to become e-commerce entrepreneurs, basically yeah. at a very young age? Because they're the ones who are really like hitting it hard. Like I've talked to a lot of young people who's like really into it and stuff. Mm -hmm. So it's just a matter of how do we, how do we build? Because that's the thing, micros also take it personally. They're Absolutely, like, they're like a startup. Also, where sure. you know the founders will get mad at you if you know something goes wrong. But right. with macros, you have like time to you know right. fuck up. Right. Um, but you have to do a lot of processes. You know, business processes. You have to you build an infrastructure to help micros have you know to to build the crop of micros that are that's healthy, right. basically. So that's really what we're um, focusing now, uh, focusing on now. Um, how to build more micro clients? How to build more specialty Instagram stores? Um, and also find a way to close the round because you know it's really we're the ones stalling it, and then we're like, okay, um, uh, are we ready for this? You know, like I said yeah. earlier in the podcast that um, we have a lot of questions about you know internally, are we ready to you know just shoot, Take, just go into the rocket yeah. ship and then go straight up? Yeah, um, yeah, and yeah, it's definitely there, closing the round, and yeah, just the micros. Yeah. So again, if if you're a micro and you want to join, what do they do? Um, they us a message. Yes, yeah, we'll uh, chat to you, and then we'll have coffee. Okay, where do they do? Where do they go if they wanna? Just like, if I'm a Instagram seller at the moment, you know, email us at sales at expanse.phs. Expanse is without the e, without the e in the okay. front. X e a n s e. And the reason we called it expanse is I can't believe 
we're saying this today. Okay, <laughs> well, it's all right. The reason we we call it expand is you know we want people to you know expand their business. Basically. So from from brick and mortar, makes sense. Horizon. Okay, you can expand it here. And yeah, it's a bit corny. Even the X is corny. <laughs> hey, it works. Like everything. Every I can spell it. I can easily spell it. It expands without the. Oh, okay, cool. Awesome. No, no, we realized so many companies started there. Companies with the name X. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? Sure. This is not your pass. We fell in that bubble. Okay. <laughs> this is not necessarily a but, you know, you, you never know. Maybe you can raise funds for, funds for him and, and whatnot. He, okay. he, he writes good checks and whatnot. Yeah. All right. Again, yeah. thanks guys for, for being so on much, the show. Uh, appreciate it. Thank and um, if you guys want to do check them out, uh, what are your socials if they want to check out and what do they reach out to you? Uh, expands ph for instagram and websites expands ph yeah okay thanks guys and uh if you, you like that good. episode again don't forget to message us on whatever uh shit that i said uh prior to this this break but i'll see you guys in thanks, the next Ron. episode Appreciate you, man. peace